Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, baseball family. This week, we have some injury updates. Tony La Russa's causing problems and a whole lot of updates from the trade deadline. Next. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. As always, I am Brad, and as per usual, we have our guy with us on my right, right here next to no. what is normally this wall, is Brig. Well, I'm a wall. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> Today, at least. Today. We'll For see those of it. you listening, I'm not actually a wall. I'm the vague shape of a wall. <laughs> we'll see We'll see how I decide to set things up next week. Anyway, all right. All right. We got, we got a lot to go through, Brig, and we kind of want to yeah. make this quick this week, um, just for the sake of sanity. So let's get started. First, okay. we have a couple of injury updates. First... Uh, we talked a few weeks ago, I believe it was, about Jacob deGrom was out with a forearm strain or forearm tightness, I believe. was that Tightness, yeah. Forearm tightness. Yeah, and we are tremendously concerned that he's going to need Tommy John surgery. Um, it turns out that things are not progressing the way that they wanted him to. And mm-hmm. from what I saw, he could be out until September. So he could miss all of October and be out until September. And this is not just bad for the Mets, Brig. This is bad for baseball. Yeah, you mean August and September. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And and if he could be out till September, then he could be out the rest of the season. Yeah. Let's be honest. He could be because I don't feel like the temperature, uh, the weather cooling down in New York is going to help that injury at all. No, not one bit. And they're going to need him to push through to the playoffs. Yeah, they will. If they're going to go concerned. anywhere. Yeah. And I know as a, I know as a Yankees fan, you're not too concerned about the the Mets themselves, but we like to see guys like like uh, Degrom pitch, right? Yeah, no, he, I really do, I, and, and he's magical, right? When he's on, it's even when he's off, he's great. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> even when he's off, he might give up two runs, and that's only right. happened I think once or twice this entire season, and that's yeah with the help of an injury. It, it takes an injury for him to be uh, fallible, I guess. It would be the way yeah. to say it. Right. Well, we hope the best for him, and you know, even as a Yankees fan, I, that's just heartbreaking. It, it is, truly. Um, and then there is a guy who we said a while ago, it seemed like he was likely going to need Tommy John surgery, and it finally came out that he's going to have it, and that was Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. Uh, he It came out just a couple days ago. He, his season is over, and he's going to miss yeah. a, a solid chunk of next year as well, I'm sure, yep. because of Tommy John surgery. Yep. And th- now we're back to the, the American League East, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when we talked about this. Well, I don't think we talked about this yet, but given the trade situation, well, we'll get into all that. But I'm just saying it's going to take a lot for the American League East to reshuffle itself, but this could be part of it, right? This could be part of the Rays taking a step back. 
It really could be. And you think about this for a minute. They traded away Blake Snell, who was yep. their ace last year, right? Right. And then, and then you had Glasnow, who was shuffled in, was shoved into the into the I guess the number one, the ace spot, and yep. now he's out. The Rays are going to have to rely heavily on their bullpen to to have us really sustained success the rest of the way. And, and I'll tell you this, Brig, uh, the Mariners and the Rays played today, and that game ended just before we came on here tonight. And uh, the Rays, or not the Rays, the Mariners roughed up Michael Waka um, and the Rays bullpen, put up eight. Really? One, eight to two. That's terrible. Terrible for the Rays, yes. Great for the Mariners, actually. Hey. hey oh. <laughs> So I'm just keep an eye on the stats race. right now. Yeah, I want to see what their 2021 stats look like right now. I think we're at. Uh, if I can get their bullpen up, keep going, keep going. I'll look this well, up while we go. I will tell you this: I be- I do believe the Rays have the best bullpen as far as WAR goes. I was just gonna say it's not a bad group. No, it's not. It's not a bad. I mean, they had the best bullpen last year. Yeah, for that's sure. part of the reason they had the success that they did. <clears throat> that yeah, it was like totally. If you can, you're, if you're going to get to the Rays, it's got to be early because you're not scoring once you get into the sixth inning because that's when they go. Yeah, to that's right. But so the team team wide pitching in Tampa Bay right now ERA collective of three point five two. That's what it's collective ERA. Glasnow's uh, ERA up to now is two point six six. So that's by far the best ERA on the team. Mm-hmm. The next closest is Shane McClanahan three point seven four. And then Rich Hill's the next best one at 3.87 as far as the starting pitching. But then you go into, um, like you said, the relief pitching mm-hmm. and the closers, and their ERAs actually look pretty good. Three, 2.38 with Ryan Thompson, 3.33, or uh, excuse, what did I say? 2.72 with Diego Castillo. That's pretty he's good. not on Andrew the team Kitteridge. anymore. He's not? No, we'll get to that later. That's a little teaser for you. Oh, did I miss something? Man. Um, what about right, Andrew Kittredge? Is he still on the team? Because he's he got a 1.40. Okay. I think he so, pitched today. Okay. And then they've got a whole bunch of uh, position players that I guess have ERAs somehow. <laughs> Just really fun. Well, I mean, we, we all remember Brett Phillips pitching. Brett so. Phillips. <laughs> he's got a 9.00 <laughs> ERA. Yeah, he should. He should. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Giving up one run and one inning, that, that math adds up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Two right. hits. Two hits off of him. Okay, <laughs> never mind. All right, let's go and talk about Jose Abreu. Okay, yeah. So we had the White Sox playing the, uh, playing the Cleveland Indians. Not yet the Cleveland Guardians. And Jose Abreu <laughs> got hit in the head. And... Um, the Indians catcher Roberto Perez, he comes out and he or he, he immediately tends to him to make sure yeah, he's okay because right. that was a solid. It was ninety six miles an hour and pretty yeah. much squared him up. So Perez is down there checking on him, making sure he's okay. And then Tony Larusa does something that looks like running out of the dugout. I don't know what he was doing or why, but Speed he goes walk, over there and he all but shoves Perez off of Abreu and gets in his face like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> And then the bench is clear. Like, what? Yeah. The only thing I could think of, Brig, is that Tony La Russa needs to be invited to not ever come back to baseball ever again. You think so? I do think so. He's caused more problems this year than anybody in the league this year. And I mean, maybe not Trevor Bauer, but... Well, yeah. 
But I mean, <laughs> he he ruined one of his rookies, almost caused him to retire. Uh, there's this. He had the incident before the season. Like he's a mess, and he's like a, like you said before, he's a million. At he's least. a million. So yeah. I mean, the game has certain has definitely passed him by, and I I think it's time for him to to not be in baseball anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I his old school style and techniques they're not working. No, they're definitely not working. I mean, um, the, the the team is in first except place. For they're the in a White bad Sox division. Rock. They should be in first place. They're what? Oh, I said they're they're in first place, but they're in a bad division. They should be in first place. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they're they're killing it right now, but given the context, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to say he should be invited to leave baseball. I think that's really bold. I think if we had somebody we could bring in instead, maybe I would consider it. But they don't. That's why they went after Tony Larusa. I'm not saying like lifetime ban. I'm just saying, and by because by invited I mean like maybe he shouldn't be brought back to the White Sox. Yeah, you're saying like at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if they want him to finish the season, that's fine. But um. But his invitation should just not come next time, you know. Right. I think that yeah. teams will be like, no, nah, he's not. The juice is not worth the squeeze with Larusa anymore. Right. So. Yeah. No. It's well, just, he's definitely he's definitely suited for a bygone era, I think. Yes. And not just because of his age, but I'm talking his style and the right. You know yeah. the, the, the things he brings to the table, like yeah. you said, the the results of Tony Larusa. Players have changed, and the game has changed, and people in general have changed since. He was yeah. in his heyday, and that's the yeah. issue. That is the issue. Yeah. But man, I agree with that. I, I don't understand, though, like, just going back to the whole thing, I don't understand why he came out and got in the face of the catcher who was trying to help his player. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't either. know what was going through his mind at the time, but whatever. And the technical term for the little thing, the move he made to come out of the bullpen, is called the airborne shuffle, by the, the way. airborne shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it. <laughs> Very good. I like it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Joey Votto. Let's talk Joey Votto. He went on a tear over the mm. course of seven games, so about a week's time, where he hit nine yeah. home runs in seven straight games. Not nine Unreal. home runs each, but a total of nine home runs over seven games. Yeah. Um, and and it would have been eight. He would have tied the record, which, Brig, do you know who holds the record? One of the no, people. No, I am curious. I do not know. Ken Griffey Jr. hit eight hit home runs in eight straight games in 1993. Of course it was Ken Griffey Jr. Of course it was. And I know he it tied the record. It was going to be him or Joe DiMaggio or something like that. <laughs> I can't like think you of... have to go all the way back. <laughs> I can't think of who he tied, but I know he is tied for the record of eight games. Oh, man. And I will say part of the reason I know that is because they show the clip of that eighth game uh, during the commercial breaks on uh, on MLB TV. Yeah. Like between games. Yeah. So, anyway. But Joey Votto, and the streak ended Saturday. Saturday, he hit a line drive to the wall. It hit about, it hit like just below the yellow line. Right. And it just barely missed it off the top of the wall, right? For a single. <laughs> just terrible. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, I don't know really what else we have to say about this, but I just thought it was insane. He hit nine home runs in seven games. I mean, Schwarber went on a similar tear earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. 
but yeah, and then he got hurt. But I hope Joey Votto doesn't get hurt because he's okay. Really, check it out. Okay, go ahead. There are only eight players who have homered in at least seven straight games. Okay, ever. This Joey Votto joins the group. Ken Griffey Jr. He's got eight. Then we've got Don Mattingly, Dale Long with the Pirates. Those are the other ones who have eight games. Okay. Ken Griffey Jr., Don Mattingly, Dale Long. The group with seven is now Joey Votto, Kendris Morales, Kevin Mench, Rangers 2006, <coughs> excuse me, Barry Bonds, Giants 2004, duh, yeah. Jim Tomey 2002 with Cleveland, and then uh, and then there's a, a list of six straight, but it's still not a very long list. But that's it. That that's ever. Joey Votto joins a very exclusive club. It, yeah, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, a home run is a hard thing to hit anyway, but to hit them seven games in a row is a big yeah. deal. Big deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, but no, I, I was going to say he's like the only bright spot on that Cincinnati team. So I really hope that he doesn't end up getting hurt like Schwarber did. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be upsetting. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's talk Olympics, Brig. Yes. We're going to talk, talk some Olympics today. Um, okay. The USA baseball has been brought to the the brink of elimination, the brink yeah. brig. After losing to Japan 7 to 6 in extra innings. Uh yeah. it seems like Mike Sosha uh, his issues with pitching continue to haunt him into the Olympics as the bullpen blew this one uh late and they went into extra innings and ended up losing. Extra innings, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I gotta be—I gotta be honest with you, Brig. I mean, I—I I said that I don't watch the Olympics. That has carried over into Olympic baseball. Have you had a okay. chance to watch Olympic baseball at all? Uh huh. How is it? It's fun. Yeah. How would yeah, you? I think it's. How would you compare it to the World Baseball Classic? Ah. Uh, well, that's a great question. I think it's less competitive. Okay. And there's a different energy. Okay. Does that make sense? Probably because like, there's not any fans in the stands, right? Yeah, maybe it's the fans. But it's also like, well, Tokyo's kind of hard to get to. You know, <laughs> even if well, even if there were fans yeah. able to be there, it w- that would be tough. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the World Baseball Classic is a lot like the Little League World Series with big kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like yeah, that I like about that. it. Um, I get this, this I get soccer vibes from the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. And this yeah. this feels like it wants to be that. Yeah, that's what they're going for, and they're just not they're not quite there. I think it has a lot of potential to be though. Yeah, I I, I would awesome. like baseball to stick around. I still don't want big league players to go. Um, and I, I like I wanted to expand the field a little bit. It's too small. That might be yeah. part of the reason it's not nearly as competitive. It's because there's not very many teams there. There, there aren't. No, there aren't. The pool is small. You, you're not talking about the size of the field. You're talking about the actual pool of play. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The competitive balance. Yeah, because yeah, I think there's I only like six that. teams, right? Six or eight. I can't remember. I think it maybe is six. Sorry, I keep coughing. Yeah, I think um, you need to have at least eight, maybe even ten. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the USA, USA Baseball, are they guaranteed a bronze at this point? Oh no, that's not that's not true. <laughs> I can't remember. I I don't know with because the 
the way they're doing it is they have this open pool play, right? Where they're right. just like round robin tournament, and now we're in bracket mode. And mixing the two has, for whatever reason, thrown me off. So I haven't been paying that close attention, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, one of the things you know? that's hard. I mean, it's like what we talked about with college baseball, is they have that pool play, and then it's hard to keep it all straight what exactly is going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly right. Well, so. and anyway, yeah. No, it's not the same as the World Baseball Classic. At this point, World Baseball Classic is far superior. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad I'm not missing too much. Maybe missing nah. a little bit of international baseball, but uh, but I'll I'll still hold out for the World Baseball Classic when it comes around. Oh yeah, no, that's unbeatable. That's that's must see TV in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Well, and the thing is too, real quick on this is I was I think I've talked about this before that when when I saw that was coming up, I was kind of like, okay, that's fine. I probably won't watch it. And then I sat down and brig. I watched a single game. I watched one game, and I was immediately sold on it. On the World Baseball Classic? Yep. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's the best. It's so much oh, fun. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, no. Okay, but i got to bring up one more thing before we take a break. Okay. Because we cannot go – gotta, I got to poke you a little bit, Brad. Okay. We can't – Hector Santiago. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't oh, put yeah. that in there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not letting you get away with it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. to leave him out of the lineup, baseball family. I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> so if you all remember – Okay, Hector Santiago had his equipment inspected. His glove was inspected. His glove, they in remo- particular, his, his yeah, equipment. Yeah, they removed his glove from the field of play, and they said, you're done until further notice. So then he gets a suspension for 10 games on the basis of sticky stuff, right? Foreign substances. Uh-huh. Then they come back, and they're like, all right, you can play again. And now he's been suspended for 80 games for performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> I know. I know it. <laughs> I'm like, we were all sitting here like, Rob, Rob, knock it off, Rob. Or at least tell us, at least tell us what the illegal substance was. Yeah. Of course, they didn't do that. Oh, right. no, no, no. So now I'm like, okay, are, did he really do it? <laughs> or did they just need to, did they just need a bad guy? Like, what happened here? Is this. <laughs> Is he actually taking PEDs, or is this him? Is this Rob saying, well, we got to get him down somehow? <laughs> so we look vindicated. I don't trust Rob anymore. Well, and you know what, Brig? I'll be honest with you. When I saw that news come across, I busted up laughing. I was laughing Me too. so, so hard. I was like, Me too. And I defended this guy. I defended him I with the rosin on the glove, like, yep. so hard. And then oh, now he geez. goes and tests positive for PEDs. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, as soon as his – and, you know, there's there's not even 80 games left in the season. So he's not going to be back in Seattle. And I'm fine with that. And I think I told yeah. you when, when he did get busted at first, I think I said, like, that's fine. He, it's, he's not that, that big of a contributor. He's a warm body yeah. was pretty much it, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so they were missing out on we we're missing out on a warm body because uh, you can't replace that spot on the roster. But now you can replace that warm body. And I'm like, that's fine, that's fine, <laughs> whatever. It's just, it was just it's just so funny, so funny the way it all went down, the way it happened. Yeah, I laughed, I laughed hard. <laughs> oh man, so hard, oh, so good. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more trade deadline stuff. I actually have a hobby that has nothing to do with baseball, and Brad, I think is a little jealous. In the tiny bit of spare time that I have, I get punched in the face. 
or I'm punching someone else. Either way, my friends and I try to hit each other. Now, before you think I'm crazy, there is a lot of protective gear involved. And I get my gear from Venom. Unbeatable quality at truly affordable prices. Not to mention it's the best looking equipment on the market. If that's not enough, Venom just signed an enormous deal with UFC. And that equipment and apparel is now available at Venom.com. So whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. The designated hitter. The infield fly. A ground rule double. The dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Thanks for taking a quick break with us right now. We need to get into some trade deadline shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff and things happening in the trade rumors. They are no longer rumors. They have all happened. Now the <laughs> trade deadline is passed. Trade actuations. <laughs> so, so let's go through this really quick. Um, Joey Gallo gets moved to the Yankees. And real quick, real, real quick, Brig. Yeah, um, I knew you were going to stop me. Yeah, yeah I, knew I mean, it. let's stop. Let's stop real quick. What do you think about this trade? He's tall. He is indeed. Yeah. Fits right in. <laughs> what do you want from me, Brad? Excellent analysis, Brig. Are you happy with the trade? I think that's what the people want to know. As a Yankees fan, are you happy with the Joey Gallo acquisition? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think it's my favorite thing in the world. It's, it. Mm, I hope – here's why. Okay. Okay. Here's why. I hope it means that we're going to make some room in the outfield. To let him actually shine, okay. By by that, I hope that means Stanton leaves soon. Valid. Maybe an off season deal, like mm-hmm. a you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like let's keep Gallo around, get Stanton out of there. Boy, I would love that. Okay, that would make a lot of sense to me. Gallo's bat makes way more pop than Stanton's does. And he's just better. He's just better for the team, right? He's also feels like he's going to be a better clubhouse guy than Stanton is. I haven't checked out his Instagram, but Stanton is all about that Instagram. Yeah, he has and always just, been about that Instagram, hasn't he? And so maybe that's where his focus is, and it's not on that twitchy swing of his or whatever. I'm starting to get bitter again, so let's move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not upset about the trade. The end. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is another trade we'll talk about later. <laughs> okay, so Scherzer and Trey Turner go to Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, Brad, I want to know your opinion on this, but um, is it, am I alone in assuming that this is just unfair at this point? I mean, I feel like there's a deal like this every single year, right? Where yeah. there is one team that just, fleeces another team because they're desperate to dump the salaries you know the Nats were obviously desperate to dump some salaries because they also um this one had nothing 
let's see here. They traded uh, John Lester. They traded Kyle Schwarber. Lester went to St. Louis. Schwarber went to Boston. And then they sent Scherzer and Turner to the Dodgers for yep. a pack of balls and a six-pack, right? So <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> they just so badly wanted to get that money off the books, and, and the Dodgers had something that they wanted. I'm sure there were several other teams who – maybe were offering a pack of balls. Another team was offering a six pack and the Dodgers said, you know what? We'll give you both. And so that's why they're Dodgers now instead of. That's exactly I, right. I mean, at one point Scherzer was going to go to the Padres. Yeah. You know, like, that's would have like, been just as much of a spoil of, of riches. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So I feel like there's, there's one of these deals every single year that goes down where everybody's left shaking their head and confused about how it actually happened. And it just happens yeah. to be Scherzer and Turner to the Dodgers. I think, I mean, at one point I had the Padres as, um, as world series favorites out of the national league. Yeah. Not anymore. I've, I've got the Dodgers again. Do you? Yeah. You converted all the way back around, all the way back around. Yep. You know, which, which reminds me that poor guy on, uh, on Instagram, who's telling everybody he's going to buy them all jerseys that they like that post. If the Dodgers yeah. win the World Series, he's going to be out lots and lots of money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. so much money. <laughs> he does that every year, and he does it with a different team every year. It's been the Yankees. It was like Yankees last year and the year before, actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, this year I think he's really going to be in trouble because I have a feeling the Dodgers are probably going to win the World Series. <laughs> it's a pretty good chance. <laughs> it's it, it just got better is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um, like you said – well, hold on. The Blue Jays picked up right-handed pitchers, Jose Barrios and Brad Hand. Um, the Nationals, like we said, they dumped salary. Sterling Marte and Jan Gomes go to Oakland. Lester goes to St. Louis. Schwarber goes to Boston. The Mariners, you're saying, made some subtle moves, which is true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Diego Castillo moves from – get. they got him from the Rays for a reliever and a prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher, in case you didn't know. Yep. Um, He's that closer you were infield. talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right, and you said he's not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, I still uh, I still have his ERA up. Let's see. What is his ERA right now? Diego Castillo. What would you say, like two-something? Two-seven-two. Seven, two. Yeah, two-seven-two. Two-seven-two. Well, and okay. I, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. He did blow a save the other day. He gave up a walk-off home run to uh, Jonah Heim uh, in the 10th inning against the Rangers. So there's that. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, his ERA's gone up now. Yeah. So. It has. <laughs> <laughs> um they also get Abraham Toro and uh Joe Smith. Okay. That's subtle. So nobody even knows who those people are, bro. So one thing I, I did laugh about Joe Smith. I was like, golly, I hope his pitching is as boring as his name, first off. And it has been. <laughs> he has gone three innings not giving up a hit or a run or a walk. <laughs> so that's been outstanding. Oh, that's pretty um, good. That's pretty good. But this was a big deal for Mariners fans trading away Kendall Graveman. Rafael Montero, he people have been wanting him gone for a while. He's been terrible. But Graveman has been one of the best relievers in the game. And this is the thing. I talked about this on my Seattle podcast just this weekend, that Graveman had an expiring contract. The Mariners are not making a play for the World Series this year. Like, no. not at all. And no. a guy like Graveman... If you're going to keep him around, you got to be making a run to the World Series. So yeah, they traded him. They got Abraham Toro, who is now on an eight-game hitting streak. 
uh, hit in every hit safely in every single game that he's been with the Mariners, six games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mariners have him for like another three or four years under club control. So I think that was an pre-arbitration, out- right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was an outstanding That's- move. Excellent. And then huh. and then got left-handed pitcher Tyler Tyler Anderson from the uh, from the Pirates, and he he's going to round out the pitching staff because the Mariners have had issues with with guys getting hurt, have been throwing a four-man yeah. staff with the fifth being a bullpen day, which has not gone well, might I add, at all. Um, <laughs> right. So Tyler Anderson comes in, and he's the fifth starter. And it's been yeah. fine. Mostly good. So uh, I think the Mariners Mostly did good. well. I think the Mariners did well. I'm happy with the trade deadline. It wasn't nearly as loud as everybody, I feel like, anticipated it was going to be, but I thought it went well. So. For Seattle, for or Seattle. just in general, for Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. because because here's the thing. It's like I said, the Mariners aren't playing for a World Series this year. They're playing for the playoffs next year. If they if they make the playoffs yeah. this year, it's gravy, right? Because totally. Because I I didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year. I expect them to make the playoffs next year, and they're in a better position to do so. So yeah, no, I I agree with that. And what a measured response from you, Brad. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> <laughs> the ponder. The Padres made some splashes. They pick up uh, utility guy Adam Frazier from the Pirates, and that that's it though. And which is, I mean, it's a good acquisition, but is is that enough? You already said that's not enough to beat LA. I don't think it and, is. They, I think they needed Scherzer. I think they needed, needed to figure out how to get Scherzer over there uh, because yeah, they've they've got some pitching issues. Frazier's going to be good, but they also had Cronenworth already, who wasn't. He's been playing well, so it's true. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know that Frazier can play the outfield, but and he's an all-star, so you find a place yeah. to put him. But at the same time, in the National League, it gets pretty crowded pretty quickly. Yeah, I without the agree. DH. So, well, and you, if I mean, yeah, if you, San Francisco is still on a tear, so yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> Let's not forget them; they're still killing it. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But this yep. was the and one that the this, Rockies. Yes, go ahead with the Rockies. This is what really surprised me. Yeah, I mean, me. come on now. How come he, Trevor Story didn't go anywhere? And we're not the only ones surprised. It sounds like he was surprised on top of it, and maybe upset. I would say, well, how how are you not? How are you not upset? It's like being Juan Soto in in Washington right now. Yeah, you're like what? Well, and this is the thing is he told the Rockies that he's not going to resign with them with them, and I'm sure he that they said like we're going to try to move you at the deadline. He was like, okay, and it's one of those things you know where you're like set to like ready, set to be done, right? Yeah, you know, it's almost yeah. like like you're going to quit your job, and you're like, all right, my two weeks, this is my last day in two days, and then you're and then they're like, well, can you stick around for like three days? And you're like, oh, worthless for those three days. So he took himself out of the lineup. He was so upset about it. Yeah, that's right. And I don't blame him. Uh, no. But the reason they didn't was, from what I understand, was the asking price was just way too high. And that's really the case with a lot of guys. Like Whit Merrifield with the Royals, his asking price was way too high. Um, the Mariners made a play for Berrios. You know, he ended up going to the, the Blue Jays, and Jerry DePoto said they yeah. wanted two pitching prospects that we were not willing to give up. Yeah. You know, and it's it, – there was a lot of teams were asking way too much because they knew it was a, they knew it was a, a seller's market, um, but I, you know the Rockies just I guess got a little greedy with it and, and couldn't move stores, so they're going to lose them for nothing. They're not going to get anything for nothing. back. 
Yeah, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Brad, I want to know from you, man, who was uh, the most surprising move, the trade deadline? I still think the Scherzer and Turner deal was the most surprising. Um, I was not expecting them to go in a package deal, especially to the Dodgers. Um, there was a little bit of murmuring that that the Mariners were making a play for Trey Turner. Um, yeah. Obviously, they you know I'm sure it was kind of the same thing. Like I said with uh, with Barrios, that the Nats probably wanted one of the Mariners' top infield prospects and maybe one or two pitching prospects, who by the way are very very good because the Mariners have like six or seven guys in the top 100. Uh, so that's yeah, a, that's a big like deal. One of the best. They have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Right yeah, now. yeah, those are big asks. Those are really big asks, and and I'm not surprised that they would ask for that. And then, but I'm also not surprised that they turned him down. Uh, so yeah. the fact that Scherzer and Turner went in the package deal to the Dodgers, that to me was was the biggest one. What about you? What was your big surprise? We're gonna get to my biggest surprise, Brad. Okay. We're gonna get to it, but it, it's Anthony Rizzo. Mm, yes. Yes. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But we that will. was my biggest surprise. Who do you think won? Did anybody win? I think we already know the answer to this question. I, I, the Dodgers again. The Dodgers it, won. It, they won the trade deadline. Yeah, they did. They really did. <sighs> the, and this is Stupid. the thing. is with Scherzer, like, they're not even going to miss Bauer. Bauer could miss the entire no. season, not come back ever. And the Dodgers are like, that's fine. We got Mad Max. We're good. We're good to go. Yep. <clears throat> That's exactly right, and that's why they did it, and it makes perfect sense. And yep. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, should we take a break okay. and come back and talk about the Cubs? Very short break, very short third segment. Let's do it. I'm Jason. And I'm David, and we're the hosts of the non North Sports Podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. You know what, Brig? What's that, Brad? I'm just not much of a coffee drinker. Boy, I knew that. You're still stuck in your yummy phase. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what's, what exactly do you do to get it going in the morning? I know, I know it is not a good night's sleep. You're right, it's not. Instead, I drink Ray's. I tried a ton of different energy drinks over the last few years to help me get up in the morning, and it is by far the best tasting. It's mildly flavored, yet still flavorful. There's no crash, so I actually feel like I can finish the workday when it wears off around 2.30. Visit repsports.com, that's R-E-P-P sports.com, and use code BTPOD at checkout to support the Baseball Together podcast and to get 15% off your sampler pack, variety pack, or custom order of Ray's Energy. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, we wanted to talk uh, a little bit more extensively about the Chicago Cubs because the Cubs broke up the band. Jed Hoyer, the GM, yeah. I mean, he sold everybody. They had a fire sale, got rid of their entire core, uh, sent everybody away for top prospects. I mean, the Cubs, if they don't have the number one farm system in baseball right now i don't know who does because out of the four big name players that they moved five big name players that they moved ended up getting 11 or 12 top 100 prospects so that they have to be number one have to yeah be. you're right yeah so so brig uh mentioned a little bit ago that anthony rizzo went to the yankees this might have been one of the most surprising moves i feel like 
It's to me, it's the most surprising move because we neither one of us saw this coming. We both thought he's going to go to no. Boston. I for sure thought he was going to go to Boston. Yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, is I think this is the one that I was that I was trying to get at you with with the Gallo deal, like. <laughs> You were vi- you were very upset about this trade, and not ne- not necessarily about Rizzo himself coming, but about the move, right? The move, it, it was the move. Yeah, the move made no sense to me because we gave up like some four A players. Yeah, for Rizzo, and it's going to end up being a rental, right? Because yeah. I I think he's only got like two and a half, three months or whatever left. Yeah, so. it's the last year of his deal. <clears throat> yeah, I, I man. And based on the video evidence of him in the bullpen, he's not having any fun – or the bullpen, the dugout. He's not having any fun anyway. If there's anybody else, So, though. And nobody's having any fun. He came in. He had a home run his first night. He had a home run his second night. And now – and now he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's picked up the, the Bronx morose, or whatever we're calling it, the malaise. Yeah, and it's it's just a crying shame because he's so much fun, so much personality, and, mm-hmm. and Chicago had all that culture that was built for him, built around him, and uh, they stripped it. They far, you know they farmed people out everywhere else, and now Anthony Rizzo is bored and or very sad. So here's the reason I was so upset about this deal. I I wonder if Brian Cashman at this point is is collecting baseball cards. I wonder <laughs> I and that's how it feels. Like let's do this deal cuz I'm good at doing deals and I like doing deals and also before I leave uh I got to get as many of these baseball cards as I can <laughs> so that he can neurotically like reshuffle his three-ring binder, you know, in his desk mm-hmm. um by himself at you know when everybody's left the stadium. And he'll sit there and he'll just he'll like shuffle contracts like baseball cards like, oh should I put him in order of magnitude? Uh, should I put him in chronological order? Should I put him in order of uh, how much money they cost or how many prospects we gave up for them? And he'll just like a ten year old with baseball cards. He's gonna sit there and he's gonna just gloat over how awesome he is at doing deals and all the big names that he got in his little pile of awesome. And I don't know. Wh- I'm obviously being super flippant about this, but nothing against Cashman. I just wonder if, I mean, is he drawn with a full box of crayons anymore? Because <laughs> he might not be. This this deal didn't make any sense to me. Like, as soon as Luke Voigt comes back, and I know he's been a little shoddy, but I think it's a culture problem. I don't think you have talent problem. I think it's a culture problem. Mm-hmm. The end. I'm so mad. Oof, Okay. And I love Rizzo. I don't have anything problem with Rizzo. Right. He's a great first baseman. He's going to be great at bat. Mm-hmm. He he brings a left-handed bat to the lineup. Like there's a million reasons it's not a bad thing. I just wonder like like what are we doing? We're going to we're going to rent this guy for two and a half months and then hope the rest of the AL East falls apart in 60 days? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I agree with you. That was the part that was puzzling about it. Is this this is not a long-term move. This is instant gratification to get a big name in that dugout and hopefully turn around the culture, but if they're not going to listen to him, he can't do anything. Uh, exactly. So, Ex- yeah, it, it's exactly. Strange. And I and I see I see infusing him into the culture and whatever, but not when there's, you know, 20 or so other people that are already sad. Yeah. You can't you, you can't get it's not going to work. Yep. Sorry. Agreed. Also, get Aaron Boone's got to go. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. We also had Chris Bryant. He went to the San Francisco Giants, which at first I thought was strange because uh, I was like, well, the Giants have a good third baseman in Evan Longoria, but he it turns out he's on the 60-day IL with a shoulder injury. So I don't know right. when they're going to get him back. Um, and then Javi Baez went to the Mets. Uh, he had <laughs> said that if you know if if he did end up leaving, he would want to go to the Mets so he could play with his best friend Francisco Lindor. And yep. so it is. Um, and then Craig Kimbrell got sent across town to the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that's puzzling to me. I don't know why you would help your crosstown rival like that. It's not. It's not puzzling to me. Do you want to know what? Do you want to know why? Okay, why is that? So his daughter has a heart condition. And that's where we're going to go next because that's the explanation that I got today. So, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, I do see it there. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, why this, are you questioning it? <laughs> the, well, I was questioning at the time, and then I found this out, Brig. Brig, I'm just I'm playing, I'm playing a role here, okay? It's a character. Anyway. So, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a chronology. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that leads into our next point. Chris Bryant said on Sunday that Brian Hoyer, Hoyer was quote classy about uh about considering their families when they made their, when they made their deals and as briggs said that was a big deal was that craig kimbrell's daughter has a heart condition so they don't have to move they can stay put yep. she can continue to see her doctors and that really is excellent because my that was my first impression when they made that deal was like why would you help the white Sox as the cubs why on earth but that makes perfect yeah. sense that is a great move right by jed hoyer to to just take care of his guy right and then yeah. the same thing with well Baez. And let's be honest well go ahead kim kimbrell kimbrell he's not going to be around too much longer no he's right? not he's not so this he's not anybody's franchise guy he's not going to come in and save the day for anybody he's going to pad the bullpen a little bit and that's it i don't know he he's could fine. get he could get the save that the white Sox need to win the world series if that's what it takes no i totally agree and and i think this is the year it could happen if it's going to happen but i don't know yeah. if it'll be next year no, I don't think it will be next year. Um, but like we said, Baez went to New York uh, to play with his best friend, Francisco Lindor. It happened. Baez didn't have to make the free agent move. Hoyer made yeah. it happen for him. It's so cool. So that's pretty cool. And, you know, I read an article that said that uh, that Rizzo went to New York, which is where he's from, but he's not. He's from Florida. He's from South Florida. So, mm. I mean, I guess he's not far from the spring training facility, so he could, like, he'd be close to his family if he decides to go back to New York next year, but I don't think that's going to happen. No. But anyway, and then Chris Bryant, we know, is from Las Vegas, so he's pretty close with uh, being in San Francisco. It's it's one of the closer franchises, really. I mean, you've got L.A., Anaheim, yeah. and uh, Phoenix are really the only ones that are closer. So, Yeah, you're right. So pretty good on him as far as uh, looking out for his guys. But then, but then, Brig, this was really why I wanted to talk about this today. Because Hoyer turned on his heel and and made everybody else look like the bad guys. He said, every one of these guys would say they wanted to stay in Chicago. We wanted to be a Cub. But then we would sit down and do negotiations. That wasn't how they acted. And I want to know, Brig. Well, first off, mm. because and the reason he says this is because they he according to Hoyer they extended offers to all those guys. Specifically, they extended an offer to Rizzo earlier this year. He said it was below what he was looking for. He rejected it. Chris Bryant, I believe it was two or three years ago, maybe it was two years ago, said that I'd never rejected an offer. I never got one. You know, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like a he said she said kind of thing as far as Bryant goes. Um, but Hoyer is trying to make these guys 
it feels like the scapegoat, right? Is that <laughs> for like, it's their fault we had to tear it down. Is that kind of what it feels like to you? Um, uh, no, no, not to me. And and specifically when you look at K, or at uh, KB's situation, Chris Bryant, uh-huh. like we knew he was going to leave as soon as he got the chance, right? They did him dirty with his uh, service time uh-huh. uh, manipulation and everything. And so there's been bl- bad blood there, I think for quite a while. And I, I just think that he, and plus his performance is suffering so bad that I think that there was a major culture shift when uh, David Ross took over. Uh-huh. Not that it was been terribly bad, just that it's been a major culture shift. And for you to, you know, to now be in charge of your buddies is hard, right? Yeah. It's that way in the military, right? You get, you're with all your buddies and you get promoted and now you're in charge of all them. And suddenly the dynamic changes. It's mm-hmm. just different. So I think there's some of that going on, but I think there's been bad blood with Chris Bryant the whole time. I think that Baez could have been a Cub for the rest of his life. I'm mm-hmm. terribly confused by that one. Yeah. Other than his desire to go play in uh, New York with his buddy. And then I can't believe they let Rizzo go. He's like their ultimate franchise guy. Yeah. Yeah. That shocks me. I mean, I'm literally aghast at Rizzo leaving Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm honestly surprised that the guy who stayed was Wilson Contreras. <laughs> Out oh, of that whole group. No kidding. <laughs> it's Wilson Contreras. They could have moved him for, I mean, pretty much the same load that they moved those a couple of those other guys for. I mean, he's, he's a great catcher. Sure. Few catchers have the arm, I feel like he has, or the athleticism, because he can actually run no, pretty no well doubt. for a catcher. So, <laughs> I mean... No doubt about it. And he, man, his, he can gun you down, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. But, but no, this, uh, that, that was my thing, though, him. was that, like, I, I did feel like Chris Bryant was gone. Like you said, there was the whole thing with his service time yeah. manipulation and his agent is Scott Boris. He wasn't, yep. gonna, he wasn't going to let him stay for anything besides, like, I don't know. I don't know that he was looking for, uh, I don't know that he's looking for Bryce Harper money, but up there, you know. He's going to be looking yeah. for ten to twelve years with worth three hundred some odd million dollars. You know, like that—that's yeah. what Boris is going to be looking for, and he wasn't going to let him sign for anything less than that. The Cubs were not going to offer it, so we all knew Chris Bryant was gone. I do feel like though Anthony yep. Rizzo, because in that same article, um, Hoyer uh, cited uh, Kyle Hendricks' desire to stay. He said that he took a little bit less money so that he could so that he could stay. And I don't know if that's necessarily true, that he did take less money. But I was surprised that Rizzo wasn't like, okay, you know, I'll take a little bit yeah. less this time so we can build this thing up again if that's the goal. You know, because you keep Rizzo around, you trade Baez, you trade Bryant, and possibly even Contreras, which I guess now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense that they're not trading him because they're so shallow at the catching position right now that they kind of need him. <laughs> Sure. But yeah, but trade those other guys for the same prospects, and you can build that team around Rizzo and his tremendous leadership. Yeah, I don't know. I I felt like that they could they could have made it happen, but I don't know. I it, it felt it thing, felt though. a little bit to me like Hoyer was like throwing those guys under the bus and be like, look, they did this to themselves. Look at them, not yeah. me. When you're upset, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I I see what you're saying. I still don't think I agree with that, but it, it makes logical sense. Yeah. Here's the thing about Rizzo is I don't 
it's not impossible for me to see him going back to Chicago. I could see him going right? back. Like, yeah. He goes back next season. They do exactly what you've just proposed. They build the team around him. You know, they've they've shaken up the culture enough and and he gets a hero's welcome. Mm-hmm. And they've got all these prospects now that they can throw it behind him and everything. I think that's that's not outside the realm of possibility. My only concern is what happens with the collective bargaining agreement at the end of the season. And if they institute any kind of salary cap or anything like that, then Rizzo is might be the one that loses out uh, financially in this deal because you yeah. know, he's only got – this is the end of his contract. And if, if suddenly contract negotiations are completely redesigned at the beginning of next season – um, you know that he's he's going to be in an interesting spot potentially. <laughs> those all all those guys could be because they right, they exactly. were holding out and saying you know like I, I'm going to be on the open market I'm going to be worth this much and I'm going to get it but then I mean if there's a salary cap those guys are not going to get nearly any like anywhere near what they would have gotten either a in an extension with the Cubs or b especially if they keep the current model with the competitive balance tax which is a joke but it's a joke but yeah but yeah i i know they're gonna miss everybody a lot of guys are gonna miss out on a lot of money and it's that's one reason that i'm worried about uh baseball next year is because there are a lot of free agents who would uh would hurt from it so yeah that's right that's the trouble that's right so anyway that's that's what i think yeah (sighs) Something to keep an eye on for sure. Those Cubs going forward. It's been fun though. It was a fun trade deadline. I thought it was exciting. It was. It was really exciting, and it, and it went down to the last little bit. I mean, Chris Bryant, I think, was dealt five minutes before. Yeah, like it, the whole thing was so quiet until it was right the eleventh hour, man. And then I was getting my phone was blowing up. Yeah, and we were talking about this with our our friends in the Denise and Jason. We were like, we we're like, man, I can't. I hate getting notifications from. MLB that cite other people and they're like this is potential but they they say it's a done deal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well that was the Scherzer it's, deal. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's not it's almost done. done. <laughs> it's almost done. Scherzer to the Padres." And then next thing you know, it's Scherzer to the Dodgers. <laughs> like, what? Oh my gosh. What happened? So funny. What? Yeah, it's yeah, funny. It was... It's too funny. All right, Brig, you want to yeah. plug the shop? We'll get out of here. Yeah. Baseball family, don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. You can check out all the great merch that we have. I got my pirate baseball hat on, and I got my Baseballs for Lovers t-shirt on today. For those of you watching, um, jump on there. We should drop a discount code next week or maybe the week after. And Let's do it in two uh, weeks. For all of our – Because next yeah, week we have uh, now. a little tease. Next week oh, we yeah. have a special interview that we're going to run oh you guys are going to love the interview that we did <laughs> oh it's so good it's man so good. it was so fun it was you're gonna love okay. it anyway, anyway i'm gonna geek out but anyway yeah jump on the shop grab yourself something nice and uh, get something for your kids as well yes yes get something for your kids i'll be getting something for my kids here pretty soon uh but you can also go to baseballtogether.com and you can watch podcasts you can listen to podcasts you can watch it on youtube as brig mentioned um don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the podcast let us know what you think submit to the mailbag on baseball baseballtogether.com send us your questions comments concerns snide remarks interview requests if you have any requestuses interview requests if you have any uh somebody like it like to uh, listen to on the show uh we'd love to hear from you and also baseball family we'll catch you next week with that interview Thank you.